Um, oh, how do you say your last name? Arnowitz. Arnowitz, got it. Yeah. All right. How are you guys doing? This is Tim Nilsson with Remax Classic and Real Estate Live. Today, I got another great episode for you guys. Today, I have Tammy Arnowitz. And a little bit about Tammy. She received a BA in economics from Wellesley College and an MBA from Columbia University. And prior to moving into the mortgage industry, Tammy worked in an asset management and strategic marketing. And when not working with clients, Tammy keeps busy with her family and community. She's the mother of four boys and an active volunteer in our community and in the children's school. Now, Tammy, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? It'd be my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. So just like you said, um, I have been in uh, mortgages for some time. And before that, I had other careers. Um, I've been in mortgages for about seven years. I was working in Virginia until very recently when we moved back up to the Northeast. I'm from the Northeast originally, so I'm excited. I live in Westchester um, and I'm excited to be back home um, and I'm looking forward to helping clients here. That's great. That's great. Now, can you tell us a little bit about your company specifically? The one you work Sure. So I work for Quintessential Mortgage Group. We are a mortgage broker. What is a real benefit of that is that we have access to over 30 different lenders. So we have a really wide variety of loan pro programs. Obviously, we have the standard programs, conventional, FHA, VA loans. Um, but we are able to help clients who sometimes get turned away from other places, um, self-employed borrowers who want to use bank statements or profit and loss statements to show their income. Uh, foreign nationals, investors who just want to show that the property they're buying covers their mortgage and don't really need to show anything else. Um, some jumbo loan options, renovation loan options, uh, which we're going to talk quite a bit about today. So just a really wide variety of things that can help people get the home they want um, and get the deal done. Well, that sounds terrific. You're covering a wide range of different topics. Now, you said renovation loans. Would you like to go a little bit in depth about the different kinds of renovation loans? Definitely. So there are a variety of renovation loans and which one someone chooses is usually based on what they're trying to do. So FHA has two styles of renovation loans, the limited and the standard. The limited is used when you're trying to do renovations that are sort of smaller scale, you know, less than $35,000 worth of repairs, um, nothing really structural. So I call all of these loans the Yes, but I love this home, but right. Let's say you walk into the home and you're like, I love this home, but the kitchen is so outdated. I don't mind the layout, but just, I just need to replace all the cabinets and the flooring and the, you know, the, the oven and the fridge and all those things. That's going to cost you, I don't know, let's say it's $25,000, right? So this is a great product for that. If you don't happen to have an extra $25,000 sitting in your bank account, right? So the way renovation loans work is that, let's say you're buying a house, let's start with purchases. You're buying the house, you love the house, but it needs this kitchen to be redone, and that's an extra $25,000. What you would do is you would add that $25,000 on top of whatever loan you're getting for the purchase price. So let's say, for example, you need a loan for about $500,000 to buy the house. Now you actually get a loan for $525,000. And the cost of the renovation is worked into your regular loan payments. So that's FHA limited loan, nothing structural, you know, made no major changes and renovations, but great for improvements, repairs, things like that, up to $35,000. 
Um, FHA has a standard loan product. The 203K is the what people often refer to it as. And that you can do a lot, lot more. As long as it's over $5,000, you can do pretty much anything, structural, um, you know, roof repairs, um, really just a wide variety. One thing that's important about that loan type is that you'll get a HUD consultant and they're going to take a look at what you're looking to do. Um, if it's a house where there are repairs and it hasn't been, you know, kept so well, they might say, well, here are the things you absolutely have to do to make the home safe and livable. And then you might have the things you want to do to make the home what you want it to be. And they'll look at all of those numbers and you get to choose of the want to do's, whether you're gonna do them. And then you're gonna get an estimate. One thing that's really nice about all of these products is that you're not just sort of on your own as a buyer trying to figure out, you know, there's someone there who's helping you estimate what they're going to cost, taking a look at plans. And then when the time comes for that renovation to be done and for the money to go out, there are steps for the contractors to do to get the funds, but there's also this extra control that comes from having the lender administer those funds. So they're not just, you know, able to take it and walk away. Um, so those are the two 203K FHA options, limited and standard. Conventional has a home style loan, which is very similar to the 203K loans, but it's a conventional loan. So um, some advantages is that it could work for, let's say, a condo that's not FHA approved. Um, or, you know, if you've got a great credit score and you're putting 20% down, you know, um, you could either, if it's just a great credit score, reduce your mortgage insurance costs, or if you're putting 20% down, you get to have no mortgage insurance. So, um, but similarly, the conventional loan renovation is going to be adding the renovation costs on top of the loan amount uh, for the purchase. Um, and the last one is the VA renovation loan. So if you are VA eligible, so if you have served in our military, one of the benefits as a thank you for the um, sacrifices you have made is a VA loan. VA loans are no money down required, which is great. No mortgage insurance required. It's um, a really, really amazing product. And Relatively recently, the VA introduced a renovation loan as well, so that our military didn't have to choose between using their VA loan and being able to buy a home that needed some fixing up. Um, it's similar in that it will allow improvements. Um, there are specifics about what the VA will allow, but generally it's about repair and improvement of the home. Got it. That, that makes a lot of sense. So do I have to use certain construction companies if I'm that the bank approves or can I use anyone? So um, you're not, for the most part, for the most part, you're not allowed to do the work yourself, which is a big question that comes up. You know, even if you are a contractor, you're not generally supposed to do the work yourself. Um, you could have your buddy do it, but you know, um, there are some requirements around who is licensed, right? You're going to have to show their licenses. <clears throat> most of the contractors you're going to want to work with should have all of the um elements in place maybe are already approved or could get approved pretty easily because they're going to be, you know, licensed, bonded, all those kinds of things. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And for each of the different loans, how much can I borrow for the loan? So, so for the standard loans, you're going to go up to your county loan limit. So in Westchester, that's $970,800 um, as your total loan. So that includes, you know, your the renovation and the purchase. Um, the VA has different requirements. They have almost no limit. Um, 
So that's, you know, pretty impressive. If you've used your VA eligibility before and it's still tied up, that could impact that. So that's a case by case basis. Um, but you would have to stop your standard, either conventional or FHA loan would max out at the county loan limit. Um, although there are a few lenders that we work with that will allow for jumbo renovation loans and jumbo construction loans. So, you know, a million dollar home with half a million dollars of renovation, there are, there are investors who will do that. So um, that is not super common. Um, finding those lenders is um, not quite a needle in a haystack, but uh, you, you got to know the right people to, to find those. Oh yeah, do you mind going a little bit more in depth in the, the jumbo construction loan? Sure. So um, I'm going to shut my door because of my dog. No worries. Great. So yes, let's talk about the jumbo construction loan. So as I said, the uh, loan limit changes. Um, some of the lenders will have like a $2 million limit. They uh, will have some element of um, how much you can purchase and how much is the project. So for example, one of our lenders, um, you can have the project be at most 1.5 million, but the total loan amount is 2 million. So they're trying to say basically like you, you aren't buying, you know, uh, the initial home for $100,000 and then putting $3 million into it, right? There's, there's some um, piece of that. Depending on the lender, there's going to be stricter requirements for down payment, for the debt to income measure, which, you know, in case somebody's not familiar with what that means, debt to income is one of the key factors of determining eligibility for a, a mortgage. And that takes all the monthly debts reported on your credit report. So that's car loans, student loans, credit card payments, et cetera, adds the new mortgage payment, and then divides it by your gross income. That's sort of a rough estimate of what that debt to income measure is. So there are stricter debt to income measures, stricter credit score requirements, as with any jumbo loan, construction or regular, there's always going to be stricter um, requirements because of the amount of money that's being given out. Um, but other than that, it functions similarly to the regular construction and renovation loans. A construction loan is a little different from a renovation loan. Should we talk about that? Let's go right into it. Sounds good. Okay, great. So renovation loans are generally saying, I have a house or I'm buying a house and I'm going to renovate something. So that's the, I love the home, but a construction loan is more like I have a piece of land or I'm buying a piece of land and I'm going to build a home from the ground up. Um, we can work with modular homes in those or just with a contractor who's starting, you know, with a foundation and such. Um, but that construction loan is going to be a little bit different because it's um, likely to have a longer time period than some of the renovation loan options uh, where there's like the, the draw period of how long you expect for the work to take. And because, again, you're starting from, you know, basically nothing. Um, but other than that, they're, they're similar in how they work. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So what happens if I don't use all the money I requested from the bank? Sure. So if you have, um, let's say you've requested that, you know, we'll go back to the example we talked about at the beginning where the kitchen we, you thought was going to cost you $25,000. And by the way, there's always a little um, reserve calculated. Like if the estimate is 
a certain amount, they're going to put them in a little overage because, you know, who knows when you're doing work, sometimes things come up or, you know, prices increase when you didn't expect it or you open the wall and suddenly you realize that there's some electrical work that needs to be done, speaking from some experience. Um, So if you by chance, though, don't use all the money that you requested, it's going to go back to the principal balance of the loan. So let's say, still sticking with that example, you put in 525 and $5,000 are left, then immediately that's going to go to pay off your principal balance. An extra $5,000 just goes straight to it. So it reduces how much you owe. Great. That, that makes a lot of sense. So I don't have to worry about getting a too, uh, loan that's too large or anything, right? No, and it should be close, right? That's the whole idea of having the plans reviewed and looking at the estimates um, is to make sure that, you know, it's not based on just your guests. You know, for example, um, I did one not long ago with a client who, um, you know, basically you had a contractor out, she got a whole estimate and we use that as the number for the renovation loan aspect of her total mortgage. And now- would these loans contingencies be any different than a standard loan contingencies or? Well, the aspects of the renovation itself, like the needs for, let's say, the contractor's plans and license and, you know, all of that information, that's different. But the rest of it is pretty similar. Your eligibility and your approval are going to be based on the same kinds of things. Do you have the assets required to put for the down payment? Do you have a good credit score that meets the requirements for each individual loan type? Do you have a debt to income that's reasonable? You know, usually I'd say try to have your debt to income somewhere around 45% because A, it's your gross income and B, you know, you have to pay utilities and eat and all those other things, insurance and taxes. So um, that's why we try to keep that number around 45%. Um, And so that's the same eligibility when you're talking about a standard purchase or refinance. The difference is mostly that now as a part of this, you have this extra element of the work that's being done. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So will I be able to get like a renovation loan on my property if I already have a mortgage loan on the property? Sure, so then it's just a refinance into a renovation loan. So like any standard refinance, the first chunk of money is going to pay off your existing loan. And then the second chunk of money in this case would be to renovate the home. Now, sometimes when someone already owns the home and might have, you know, a friend doing some of the work or might be doing some of the work themselves, rather than doing a renovation loan refinance, they might do a cash out refinance. So a cash out refinance could be used for a whole host of things. It doesn't have to be used for renovation, but um, actually right now we're seeing a lot of that in this current market. You know, inventory is low. Um, A lot of people are thinking, oh, maybe I want to move, but then they look ahead and they're not sure where they're going to move to. So rather than moving, and this is part of this little vicious cycle we're all dealing with, but rather than moving, they're deciding to make the home they're living in meet their needs better. And because we've seen an increase in value in homes in Westchester, they're able to take advantage of that increase by doing a refinance they can take cash out because their home is valued more. And then they just take that cash and they do what they want in terms of renovation. But you can do it really either way. So you can do a renovation loan as a refinance, pay off your first mortgage and have the new one. Or you can consider a cash out refinance to just give yourself the funds and then you manage the, re- the renovation on your own. You do lose the aspect of having someone help make sure that the contractor is doing what they're supposed to be doing, but you have a little more flexibility. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So 
How soon will you be able to get the funds after I do the mortgage? Right. So the funds are given out over what's called a draw period. So let's say you close and, you know, all the paperwork is done and then the contractor says, okay, I'm ready to start. Um, and they say, the first thing I'm going to do is, I don't know, rip out the cabinets, right? And it's going to be this many hours. And this was the estimate um, that I used for that. Um, and therefore, um, I need let's say it's $5,000 of that 25 that we allotted. And they submit like an invoice basically, and it gets approved. And then the first check is cut for that $5,000 and it goes so on until the next step. So they've now done the work. Now they're ready to order appliances and tile and cabinets. Now they need $10,000 and they submit all of that. And the next check is cut. So the money is given out as the contractor does the work and submits for those requested withdrawals. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. So is there any area where you're not allowed to get a renovation loan for? Is there, or is it, can you do anything you want on the property? Um, there are some things depending on the loan type. Like, so if with the limited, you can't do anything structural. Okay. Um, you can't, uh, on some of them, you can't do luxury items like build a pool. Um, and yeah, there's, I mean, there are limitations, but most of the standard things you would think of, like, I need a new roof or I want to redo a bathroom or I want to add on, you know, a, a, a three season sunroom. Most of those things can fit into one of the standard loan uh, renovation loans we have. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So what like specific situation would you recommend someone get a construction loan and then same question for renovation loan? So it's really going to depend on what you're trying to buy, right? If you, I have a couple of clients right now who are so frustrated with the lack of inventory. They're just saying, you know what? I'm going to find a piece of land. I'm going to build a home of my own. Um, that's great. That's a construction loan. It's from the ground up. Um, renovation loan is, you know, maybe you're living in the home and there's things you want to do to, to fix the home up um, or that you're going in to buy a home and it's not quite to your needs or you're going in to buy a home that maybe is not eligible for a standard loan. And you would see that it might say cash only or renovation loan because certain homes, if they don't meet the minimum safety and standards, you cannot get a standard loan on them because you can't just move into them, right? Let's say it's missing heat, right? The heat's broken, right? If the heat's broken, that house is not livable. And then you can't buy it with a standard loan. So you would have to do a renovation loan in those kinds of situations. How would that work if it's not livable? Like why does one side allow it and one side does not allow it? Well, because of the renovation loan. So that would go in that list of like have to do's. So the HUD consultant would say, great, you can buy this home, but here are the list of things that have to be fixed. And you might add in some things you want to be fixed. And that's how we're going to make the home livable. It's going to take a couple months, or it depends on your contractor. It's going to take some time to get it up to livable standards. But once it is, you can move into it. It's just a way to make sure that people aren't able to buy homes with mortgages and then not be able to live in them. Exactly. That makes sense. So how easy is it for someone to get approved for like a renovation or construction loan? So it's just a little bit trickier than the standard loans of the same type. So if you're looking at an FHA loan versus an FHA renovation loan, um, again, the, the, it's just a little stricter. Um, the same things of, of you know 
debt to income and making sure you have the assets because it's a little bit more on the assets because you're adding the renovation costs, um, the, the credit scores, things like that. Because it's a slightly riskier investment for the lender, they're a little stricter, but by no means super strict. Um, you know, we've gotten all kinds of renovation loans approved. Um, and if it's something you're considering, the best thing is not to, to count yourself out, but to find out and speak to me and, and we can see what we can do for you. Yeah, definitely. That, that makes a lot of sense. And there's a lot of properties around here that work with that kind of stuff. They need a little fixer up or kind of love to exactly. them. A little love, you know, some of our inventory is old, right? And um, people who may have been living in it a long time, they get used to the little quirks, um, but you know, you're moving in and maybe you want something different. Yeah, you don't want a, an oven from the 1930s. You want to, <laughs> in this century. Yeah, I, I, I joke that my first, the first home I bought, I looked at three homes the first day and they were the bad kitchen, the bad bedroom and the too far. And we ended up buying the bad kitchen um, and just gutted it and redid it. And I loved my kitchen after that. I mean, the cabinets were exactly what I wanted. I loved the granite that we put in, the new stove. It was great. Oh, it's always easy to renovate the bathrooms or kitchen and make it what you want. As long as the location is perfect, you can really do whatever you need. Right. And it felt like I was making a real difference both in the value to me and in the value to the home because I sold that home about eight years later and I made a nice profit on it. So, you know, it was a, a good, a good decision. Got it. And that's actually a good question. Is there any, does it, there have to be like a, a profit to be made or does it, does the value not matter? So the value does matter. Actually, that whole loan to value element of it is going to be looking at what we estimate as the after repair value. So again, let's use this HUD consultant using the FHA as, as the example not only are we going to have an estimate of what it will cost to do the repairs, we're going to have an estimate of what we think the value of the home will be once all the repairs are done. And that's the value we use to lend off of. So, you know, in a standard purchase, the loan to value, the value is, you know, the appraised value, what the appraiser says the home is worth. Well, if the appraiser goes out and looks at, you know, the home pre-construction, it's likely to give a very different value than post-construction, so, or renovation or whatever. So we look at an after repair value as the total value of the home. Got it. So does there have to be an appraiser to come out afterwards, after all the renovations done, to see the value? Uh, for, for many of the products, yes. Yeah. And, and there's also, you know, other kinds of check-ins along the way. Got it. Got it. Well, I think you answered all the questions I had today. Would you have, do you have anything else you would like to share with us today? Um, let's see. Is there anything else I wanted to make sure I shared with you? Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. It's the, the renovation loan products are great. They really are. Um, you know, I have seen it used to a family member's, you know, benefit to a buyer's benefit. You know, being able to make the home what you want it to be, um, and particularly in a market where there's low inventory and you feel like you have to compromise a little more because you know this is what's out there. Um, that was my example when I said, you know, I saw three houses. Literally, that's all there was that day to look at. And you're like, well, my timing is tight. So I'm buying one of these. Which one am I going to buy, right? 
So um, if the inventory is tight and there are maybe fewer options and you feel a need to compromise, then maybe you compromise and find a way to make the home more of what you wanted it to be by renovating an element of it. Um, and what's great about the renovation loans is that because you're able to do um, it as a one-time loan, there's no additional closing costs. You know, sometimes construction loans um, have a two-part um, closing, right? A lot of banks that I know that do construction loans make you get the loan for, let's say, the land and the, the you know, the construction materials, and then you close on that. And then you come back and you close when you have the full purchase value. And then you're paying for it twice. Um, we have one-time closes. So um, that is all at the same time. Um, most of the loan products, you know, like the FHA loans, the, the interest rate is going to be the same throughout the process. Um, with, let's say, the jumbo construction loan, the difference is that during the draw period, there's um, interest only. You only pay interest on the draw amount during the draw period. And then when it's construction is done, it flips over to the 30-year rate, which is a little bit lower than the interest-only period rate. But it's still only one close. So you're only paying closing once and everything is done once. Um, so that is a real benefit um, from some of the other kinds of ways you might get a construction. Um, same thing like if you're taking out a home equity line of credit, there's going to be closing costs there. So it's just something to keep in mind. That's all. That's all a beautiful thing. I mean, I, I sure learned a lot. I hope everyone else listening learned a lot. And thanks again for coming on the show. It was a real pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good rest of your day, guys. Amen.